Welcome to the Feed Matters podcast. I'm Jane Byrne, Senior Editor, Feed Navigator. Today we are talking to Alexander Doring, Secretary General of the European Feed Manufacturers Federation, FIFAC. He will be summarising what the main impacts have been on the European compound feed manufacturing industry since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But he will also be touching on the key learnings for the sector. But first he explains what is happening with the FIFAC Congress, originally scheduled for June this year and then pushed back to September. We have to now, because of the changing uh, advice now of the State Council in Belgium, um, we, we are now relocating it back to Brussels. Yeah? So um, now we have to simply um, yeah, change the format because the maximum number for um, public events right now is 100 persons yeah, in Brussels, so we cannot keep, let's say, the original format. And in that sense, it will be a bit more yeah, exclusive, mainly um, um, uh, tailored for uh, respective board members from our Belgian member associations, FIFAC member associations, national directors. So we have to yeah, apply uh, also the COVID uh, public health rules also for such meetings. So uh, we, we're at this moment in contact with a couple of organizations now that could host um, such an event. And of course, uh, and this is now the big uh, uh, change, of course, is that we look now for a media partner now to help us uh, with web streaming services for the core session on the Green Deal uh, discussion, as well as on the um, um, launch of our sustainability charter you know, as a response to the Green Deal. And um, so we hope we can uh, yeah, move to a hybrid event, as they call it, and uh, allow also for uh, virtual participation of our uh, colleagues and members and delegates via, via, via direct web streaming service. Let's say we, we haven't so much changed the, the program structure as such. We have, of course, because of the um, implications of going web stream, um, reduce uh, time frames uh, for, 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 for some of the sessions. So we're going to, tr- uh, to manage it uh, hopefully in two half-day sessions, starting with a workshop on COVID uh, uh, learnings now on the Thursday afternoon, and then move to the actual Green Deal uh, charter session on Friday morning. But we will cancel the Friday afternoon session, uh, but we still hope to have some of our key stakeholders involved uh, um, uh, for the actual Green Deal session. We have had positive confirmation of Commissioner um, Kyriakaitis offering a video message, pre-recorded, and we hope to get some of those from our key stakeholders, those that can't or don't want to travel uh, to Brussels. So that's the whole idea. I mean, we we will try to have, we have to work it out and we have to see in which way we can then, yeah, uh, integrate as well um, video messaging uh, also from some of our own speakers um, and then hopefully still have a studio setting for some uh, live interactions with our more limited uh, membership group. You mentioned their key learnings for the European feed industry during the lockdown period, Alexander. Can you tell us about some of those and the knock-on effect on the sector from this unprecedented scenario? Well, on the one hand, I mean, I think uh, what we would say, obviously, on the one hand, we, we are really, I mean, members are generally 
very proud that uh, during the hard phase, the initial phase, in the early, uh, let's say, first three months, now we uh, uh, we were able to uh, avoid and prevent any kind of serious you know, disruptions of supply chains. And I think that was a major threat, and especially when borders uh, came down, borders control were imposed. And uh, thanks to a very uh, close and intensive cooperation with Commission services, but also member states, of course, you know, we were avoid we were able to avoid that. You know? So we were, in that sense, being able to deliver on the promise on, on food security and, and uh, allowing for continued uh, feed and food supplies uh, in the end to consumers. Of course, our remedy is more towards the farmers, uh, direct delivery on farm. And yeah, uh, so far up until now, really, there has been no serious uh, interruption or disruption uh, of, uh, of, of the feed supply chain. Now, in the current context, I mean, if you look beyond you know, to the consumers, and then, as you know, at this moment in time, we are still in a very volatile situation, and you, you, you I mean, you're covering that uh, also to a certain extent. I mean, you, you see the problems in slaughterhouses, now, which first emerged in the U.S., but also um, clearly have uh, been confronted now here uh, and based here in a number of uh, slaughterhouses in European countries. Now. Um, so, so the, and it's, of course, let's say the issue about social distancing rule is a serious one for all actors now of the feed and food chain. And that's clear. That's a key learning that def definitely more needs to be done and more needs to be uh, considered now, to ensure that um, uh, that our our respective uh, facilities they can continue to work and you know most of our feed mills work on a 24 hours seven days a week basis uh, so there have been major adaptations in the way uh, uh, workforce the shifts are organized now also trainings as far as our uh, truck drivers are concerned for ensuring delivery on farm safe delivery on farm and obviously what helped there was already the investment heavy investment in increasing biosecurity now overall as you know we are definitely still having, I mean, we, we're still confronting uh, um, animal health challenges uh, around um, avian influenza, African swine fever. And of course, this is this is um, human disease, uh, but basically key learnings that are <clears throat> already uh, put into place and uh, have helped to then maybe, let's say, address more specifically uh, uh, on the work uh, floor setting, uh, also social distancing rules, which so far for the feed industry have worked well of course, much bigger challenge you know, for some of our downstream partners. And that's where we need to, of course, stay absolutely vigilant you know, to, to uh, prevent you know, any further, um, yeah, uh, more, more serious, or, or the challenge of uh, disrupting uh, uh, food supply chains. So that's uh, that means um, key learning is you have to have a permanent crisis management capacity in place, both at company level, national association level, and uh, European level. And were there insights gained into what technological innovation could bring to the sector in terms of supporting remote working, for example? Sure. I mean, it's, it's, I think you're aware it's quite a general consideration that the move uh, to um, home office work environment has been really um, well-managed, efficient. I think a picture that probably you have in mind is, is the control room in the feed mill. Well, it's empty now. Yeah? So basically, if you if you say, yeah, technology definitely was a key helper here to ensure that uh, crucial control room functions have been really um, been able to be um, moved into, let's say, uh, home office environments. Um, uh, and, and yeah, that, that, that clearly has been a big uh, asset uh, that, uh, let's say, previous investments in upgrading um, IT of our, uh, many of the control room situations have been really essential to allow for a smooth and on a, 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 a transition into, let's say, home office environment for, for, for key staff. 
And so what can be done to secure feed and, and premix manufacturer business continuity um, going forward, Alexander? Yeah. So I mentioned the, the three-pronged level. I should add another one. As we are such a global industry, uh, we are, of course, also engaging very actively with the international level because most of yeah, I mean, all the key components uh, are traded globally. So uh, through our cooperation with our International Field Industry Federation, FAO, uh, WTO, uh, I think reference for me is here the very important statements made earlier on um, by G20 and the WTO 21 group and to ensure that uh, borders stay open um, if it is essential. So we have to really work it through a seamless um, um, crisis management from the individual company level to the national association level holding the direct contract with the national sanitary control authorities. They are in charge. They are the competent authorities now for managing sanitary health rules. Um, the European level, which is mainly focusing on ensuring that the single market works uh, properly, you know, seamlessly, as far as the you know, food supply chain is concerned, and of course the global level because of our high uh, dependence and reliance you know, on, on global trade, you know, whether for micro components, uh, you mentioned premix here, you know, additives, as well as for our macro components, you know, um, as far as in, certainly when it comes in European context, our protein imports are concerned. So I think it's you, you need to have that seamless and open communication uh, between those four levels you know, to ensure that we can stay ahead you know, of uh, particularly COVID-related developments. Now, as, uh, as you know, uh, being here in Belgium, um, I mean, these, these rules are changing almost on a weekly basis. Now, so you have to have that capacity now, to adapt to a, a very fast evolving uh, situation in terms of um, COVID uh, ma management rules, COVID uh, ad advice now, as far as uh, uh, transport, as far as um, uh, flow of goods is concerned. And you, you saw that recently, um, that it has really moved to the top level in the Commission now, as only last week now, um, the Commission itself now, recomposed and um, uh, its own COVID crisis management team now really putting our Commission president uh, fully on, on top of this, now, where up until now it has been very much in the hands of our Home Affairs Commissioner, now, again, looking at the um, uh, public health um, and border control situation, uh, as, as, you, as you just noticed, it's, it's now really top level uh, crisis management issue, obviously also linked to the whole economic recovery operation, as you saw the, the outcome of the last EU summit. And I think it's, it's a similar development you will find in a business level. It, it, it is definitely a top priority and uh, we cannot, um, you know, no room for complacency. We, we have to be, yeah, keep our eyes on the ball. Uh, yeah. Same way as we run, run our feed mills, now 24-7. Looking to more concrete developments arising out of COVID-19, what are the estimates for EU feed production in Q3 and Q4 this year? Yeah, I, I, I think you, you, you saw our um, earlier um, <clears throat> expert estimate from, uh, from June uh, around our GA. So uh, at this very moment, I think we are, we are still seeing, I mean, we, we, we're still in the same bracket. So we do expect uh, uh, quite a significant downturn uh, across the board in terms of feed production, linked to loss of the Horeca markets. Now the, the, I mean, the food services market now for, uh, for many of our um, customers. And as you see now with the very, uh, yeah, difficult, the difficulties, the tourist season, um, difficulties restaurants have in terms of uh, getting their business up and running again. I, I, yeah, I think we can stay on that. We, we have no other indication that, but, but that this confirms our earlier expert forecast. So we are still seeing 
total feed production probably being um, contracted now yeah? um, in in the ballpark between minus three minus six percent. It's of course various to species and various uh, among countries. Um, but uh, I referred to earlier you know, continued difficulties in some parts of Europe regarding uh, slaughterhouse situation, which often leads to closure of export markets. Now, most recently for Denmark, you know, uh, uh, Eastern part where COVID cases has been declared, the, the, these uh, regions are being uh, basically blocked off. You know, for instance, access to the Chinese markets. You know? uh, that's what happened you know, earlier also to, um, to Germany, you know, to uh, the companies that were hit by the uh, COVID outbreaks. You know? So um, given the, um, the difficulties both in uh, the food services market and uh, increasing difficulties with export markets, we, uh, yeah, we, I would at this moment, um, we'll stay on that let's say more uh, pessimistic forecast now of uh, uh, of uh, range between minus three minus six percent for total production in 2020.